We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of Hakeem Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. <laughs> They'd get his... <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave! Smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbro. All right, welcome to the Chronic Podcast. I'm your host, Ralph Malbro. Uh, as always, we are brought to you by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They have 136 draft beers. They have a 50-foot TV. They have an awesome menu. You're going to go there tomorrow, Andrew, and you're going to watch the fucking Pelicans get to the playoffs. It is happening. Playoff. They're beating the Spurs. We're going to see sad Tim Duncan, sad Popovich. Pelicans are going to the playoffs. The Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They support us, so you should support them. Um, the Saints made actual news since we had a podcast. They uh, signed Anthony Spencer. Love um, it. Love it. Anthony uh, Anthony Spencer. Uh, and so excited. He called me on the way home. I was driving home from work. Anthony. Andrew was pumped up about the Anthony Spencer signing. And I, I see it's, it's not official yet, but like Greg Jennings is going to happen, right? It's, he's going to sign him too. Uh, I don't know for sure that that's going to happen. I mean, he's visiting and he's visited a couple teams and left without contract. So I don't know that, that that's definitive yet. But, uh, you know, I, I would think that Jennings at this point is probably going to take a minimum contract somewhere. And why, why not be – if you're going to do that – wouldn't you want to have the chemistry with a good quarterback? I mean, he, he just spent a year in Minnesota or a couple of years in Minnesota with with a heaping pile of shit at quarterback. And I think That's he's missing Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, where receivers go to die. So nice. I think, uh, you know, going to Drew Brees, that might be a good thing for him. So I'm optimistic they'll get him. Uh, Anthony Spencer, explain to people why you're so pumped up about this. It, it, it may – I wasn't at first, but you, you convinced me on my – Explain how this isn't Ken explain, Butler Explain how this isn't what? Victor Butler, he said? How this yeah. is not Ken oh, oh. and Victor Butler 3.0. Well, you don't know that. I mean, first of all, it's impossible to – every player's different. You don't know who's going to get injured and who's going to be healthy. I mean, there, there are examples of veterans that the Saints have signed that were broken when they came to them, like Darren Sharper and Drew Brees, who turned out pretty well. 
I'm not expecting that out of Anthony Spencer. And uh, in fact, uh, if anything, uh, I, I would view him as more of like a Paris Harrelson type signing. Uh, but the reason I like it, first of all, I think it's different from someone like, let's say, Champ Bailey, because he's not coming to the Saints broken. Uh, yes, he did have microfracture surgery two years ago, but last year he played. He played almost the whole season. Uh, and he probably played his best late in the year, especially, you know, the last few games in the playoffs uh, where he felt like he was kind of maybe starting to, to get back to his level before the injury. He played his best football with Rob Ryan. He knows the scheme. Good guy to have in your locker room. And the Saints need an insurance policy for Junior Gallette. So I, I think he's it. But I think the main thing with Spencer, I do think he's good enough to make the 53-man roster. But I think more than anything – now that they have him, they still need to draft a pass rusher, but they don't necessarily have to do it at 13. And that's why I think Spencer on the roster is important because now they kind of have a little bit of depth in terms of pass rush. I don't expect this guy to have double-digit sacks or come in and fix things, but I think in spot duty, in pass rushing situations, he can come in and give you decent level snaps at the pass rushing position. So, I don't think it's mission critical at 13 to get a pass rusher uh, like it was before they had him. Like I said, still need to draft one, but it doesn't need to be at 13. Kevin, uh, yep. over under on plays that Anthony Spencer plays for the Saints in Vegas is three and a half. <laughs> over plays? or under? Plays. I'll take the over. Uh, Randy Gregory likes to smoke a lot of pot, Kevin. And he said in, he was in New Orleans. So much for, so he can't even lay off of it for 24 hours before the combine. Yeah. So, Kevin, he's in New Orleans, and he said uh, – he tweeted out like something like, I'm bored. This is a boring city. Um, and I put on Twitter that uh, me and you are failed stand-up comedians. And anybody that's tried stand-up com- comedy for any period of time, no, stand-up comedians smoke a lot of pot. Uh and the number one go-to uh, excuse for a pothead is I'm bored. So when Randy Gregory tweeted out I'm bored, to me that was like a flashing red light of <laughs> stay away from this guy. So, Kevin, are you okay with dra- them drafting this pothead? Because from all accounts, no. he's physically no. fucking awesome. No. He's going to wa- – I mean he's going to wash out. He's going to wash out. There's going to be – there's what. If the guy can't can't put down the ganj <laughs> uh, right before the combine, you know, I, I I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's I I don't think it's worth it personally. I don't. Dave, you you did the mock draft. Uh, you picked uh, Waynes from Michigan State. And oh, by the way, I want to applaud me and my wife for taking your mock draft on Canal Street Chronicles as seriously as it deserved. I spent a good <laughs> six, seven minutes putting that post together for Todd Gurley. And I don't appreciate all the people on Canal Street Chronicles not approving of the selection. Yeah, you got a lot of sarcastic uh, comments there, huh? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Um, but anyway, wait, was there a question for me? Uh, there was a question in uh, Randy Gregory. 
Yeah. Uh, would you be okay if the Saints took him at 13? I don't think so. I mean, I have nothing against a player who smokes pot, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't think that that certainly isn't a performance-enhancing drug. Um, like Kevin said, he, he obviously was too stupid to even – you know, not smoke to in the in the days or weeks leading up to the uh, to the combine. Uh, you know, I mean, and the only issue I have with it is just that I don't want the Saints to draft some player who's going to constantly be getting suspended because he's failing drug tests. I mean, other than that, I don't really give a shit whether he smokes pot or not. Andrew, um, yeah, I, I don't want Josh Gordon Redux on the Saints. Right. Well, right. here's here's the question though, Andrew. Let's. I don't think they'll take him at thirteen. There's no. There's no way. No. But let's say they took Collins at thirteen, and he was there at thirty-one. Which or, Collins? There's like three different Collins. The, the, the tackle are. from. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The tackle from LSU. Come on, Dave. I mean, Ralph's been talking about fucking drafting the LSU tackle for like the last six months. Yeah, I have been. I am on the call. I am but the president. Cornerback named- I mean, like you need Ralph to specify which Collins he's talking. They got Jalel. They got Lyle. And they got the guy from Al- – they got Landon from Alabama. So it's a fair point by Dave. But, but Andrew, if if the Saints pick Collins from LSU, the tackle, at thir- <laughs> and, he's, and, and Gregory is there at 31, or God forbid he plummets just free falls, and he's there at 31 or he's there in the second round, should the Saints take him then? I think you reach a point where – the value is too good to pass up, definitely. I, but I don't know what that magic number is. I, I really just feel like with the first two picks, you need to the first first round, the two first rounders. You need more assurances than that. Not a question mark player that uh, you know. And and I think a lot of people are saying this isn't a big deal. He's not a character issue. But like the, the dude had issues with smoking all throughout college. And now we're at a point where he, he's right before the combine. And, and it's not like it's not like, dude, you, you don't have to you can smoke weed all off season and, and once you get in the pros and literally you need to keep your nose clean for like a month. That's it. And he couldn't even do that. He couldn't even pass a combine test. So all of a sudden you're telling me that we should trust him to 
pass test before games. Well, I, I just Josh Gordon has had the same issue, and I, I just think it's one of those things. This guy's judgment is clearly flawed. Well, I, I thought I thought the tweet today saying that he was bored was really fucking stupid and idiotic. And I know some people on Twitter disagreed with me. I just feel like you don't want to put any data points out there once like you, you've kind of been flagged as a guy that could be a problem, doesn't have his head on straight. The last thing you want to do when when you're trying to impress these teams, when you're trying to convince them to pick you at 13, which, oh, by the way, <laughs> means millions of dollars. Every slot that you drop costs you millions. And the heat, instead of going to these meetings with a business-like approach and really just staying out of the limelight, staying out of the media for, for fucking two weeks, the guy is not only tweeting about New Orleans, inciting fan rage, and then he's arguing with those people that tweet back to him. So, I mean, I just think that's such an idiotic move, and it's not so much what he tweeted about. I don't really care about that. I just think this is another clear sign that this guy's judgment just sucks. What did he tweet about New Orleans specifically? He, he just said that he was bored. He was like, first of all, the absurdity of it all that he spent four years in Nebraska shucking corn and that for some reason New Orleans is boring to him. But he, he basically made the comment that it, it must be like the wrong time of year, but New Orleans seems boring to him. He just said something like that. It, it, it was a total. It was a totally. This was today. Tweet. Yeah, it was today. He, he was visiting. I mean, it's been Metairie. raining. It's been raining all. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Again, I don't really have a problem with what he said. I mean, it was kind of this free thought. I, I just thought it was poor judgment because then, like, NFL rat, you know, Ian Rappaport retweeted it, and all the NOLA media <laughs> retweeted, it, and all it was like this big thing all of a sudden, and I just thought like. It was just really poor foresight of him not to think that the media would jump on it and that fans wouldn't give him shit. And then he just he just kept it going by like responding. And then after that, he does this whole PR move where he's like desperately trying to pretend like he loves New Orleans, like people can't see through that. No, um, I don't know that there's any other Saints news, and we'll get to the we got plenty of draft stuff to get to. So uh, before we get to the greatest uh sean payton draft pick uh <clears throat> since he's been with the saints we're gonna play game time i came up with this game i'm real proud of it so we call it real life draft where you have to draft a person to do a specific task uh dave you're gonna be our first player wait wait, wait. can we only pick like current rookies or can it be anyone no you the the, the real life draft you have to I'm going to give you a real-life scenario, and you have to pick one of the, my three choices. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, Dave, here's here's the scenario. You have to draft one of these three people to make you a pizza after you have not eaten for three days. Person number one is a seven-year-old girl. She's obsessed with Taylor Swift, and she's trying to win tickets to the Taylor Swift concert on the radio. Person number two is an angry homeless man who just crawled out of a sewer. Person number three is a nervous college student waiting on her herpes test result, and she also has an open cut on her hand. Who do you pick to make your pizza? Well, I know you wanted this to be difficult, but really it's not difficult at all. Um, By a simple process of elimination, I'm obviously going to eliminate um, the potential herpes. (laughs) Even if if the college student – didn't have herpes, I still wouldn't want somebody with an open sore on their hand. 
understand, regardless <laughs> of any blood blood diseases they may have. I don't want. Uh, so he or she is out. Um, obviously, a homeless man coming out of the sewer. I, I mean, good lord! I see some of these panhandlers on the streets of New Orleans all the time, uh, and they are just filthy. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my trust in the in the seven-year-old Taylor Swift fan. Uh, Andrew, you have ch- uh, young children. Uh, is that a wise choice by Dave? Because a seven-year-old well, with an oven—that's the thing. She's got to make this pizza in an oven. It's not like microwavable. It's like she's got to do the whole thing—the the crust, the bread, the whole nine yards. So, well, like, my my son is five next month, and uh, I, I don't see any way in hell that he'll be ready in two months' time to make a pizza. I I just don't see it. So, who would you pick, Andrew? Oh, who would I pick? Yeah. Oh well, if if my son in two years tries to make a pizza, the whole the whole house is burning down. So <laughs> um, I I don't want to die and and be set ablaze. Uh, so I don't know. I feel like most college students know how to make a pizza and not bleed uh, on and give you herpes. I mean, I I don't. I think if if the pizza's cooked and you know, I, I don't know how you can. I don't think you can get herpes from like. You have to Google that. Yeah, I'd have to Google it, but but they might uh, get blood on it after they take it out of the oven, right before they serve it to you. <laughs> well, I would just rip off that piece and then eat, eat only only eat the pizza that didn't have blood on it. Kevin, who do you choose? Um. Well, you got to pick the homeless man. Well, it, well, my here's my question. Yes. I can't do I can't alter these people in any way, right? No, don't no, you can't. You can't like okay. you can't like tell the homeless dude to take a bath. Okay. Uh yeah, I'm going to go with You got you got to you gotta think the mo- you got to think the homeless man would be motivated to make something really tasty. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could go tr- He's just going to eat sorry. it before you ever get your hands on it. I, yeah, I guess you could <laughs> I guess you could like try to convince the homeless man to wash his hands. Before he made the pizza, but he's angry, and if you tell him, "Dude, your hands are," he might like shiv you, so that could go badly because he's angry. Remember, so I don't know. All right, so 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 tough. It is scenario two, Kevin. I'll let Kevin start this out, but it it it, it it's sort of unfair for him. But scenario two, Kevin, you have to drive to Los Angeles with one of these three people, but you have no radio. No cell phone coverage and no electronic device to help you along the journey. Person number one, 15-year-old goth girl. Choice number two, a wrestling-obsessed ex-con with a really, really bad temper. Oh, and he has a bag with him that has a blood stain. Choice number three, a rotting corpse. Who do you go cross-country with? Uh, if it's with the rotting corpse, can I put the corpse in the trunk? No, you can't. The corpse has got to ride shotgun <laughs> or in the back. That way you can. That way you can drive in the HOV lane. Oh, that's good. You could. You could. Yeah. yeah. Silver linings there, Dave. Um. <laughs> what's the uh? What's the uh? What's the ex-con? What was he in jail for? Uh, he won't tell you. But like I said, he's got a bloody duffel bag with him. Okay. <laughs> you could at least talk to him about wrestling. Yeah, you could. You could talk to him about wrestling. 
And he's obsessed about wrestling, so that could get you to probably San Antonio. I'll take the ex-con. Ooh, that's a that's – a, that's a, The lore of wrestling is too great. <laughs> that's a ballsy call. Uh, Andrew, yeah. who you got? Uh, I guess I take the goth girl because um, I feel like my taste in music would probably be – and I feel like we could find some common ground to talk about that, I guess. <laughs> Dave, who you got? I mean, I a 15-year-old the... goth girl likes silver chair, right? Or Stone Temple Pilots, maybe. Mm. <laughs> I would go with the 15-year-old goth girl because I don't think a 15-year-old goth girl is really going to be much into talking. So I feel like it would probably be a nice quiet ride. Yeah, it's a long <laughs> quiet ride, though. That is true. That's a good truth. I think I'd go. I think I'd go uh, wrestling obsessed ex-con with a temper. I think it'd be interesting. I'm surprised no one picked the corpse. No, I mean that. I thought about it. Man, I mean, because well, the corpse could if if it's like if it's that's like that's a long that's a long drive, forty eight hours of dead body smells. Yeah, but I mean, stuff. like if it's if it's like uh, if it's Lamp, National Lampoon's Family Vacation, uh, and they the corpse has just died, then it's you might be able to make it. But if it's rotting and it's got like a maggot, then it's bad. Well, you did say rotting. I did say rotting, so I, so, I have to go goth girl, yeah. So any any sort of mask that you can bring to – or is that, no, is that not allowed? No, you can't bring a mask because then the corpse would win going away. All right, now we got to get to this bracket. Uh, I, ho- I hope there's no 15-year-old goth girls listening to this podcast. If, if they're I all, highly doubt it. I, I don't think we that just that's our lo- target audience. We'll get a, we'll get a, I'll get an angry email. You lost a listener, mister. I was a, I'm a huge Saints uh, fan, and I'm I love open homo things in my room. Yeah, can't you? Can I love Drew Brees and Robert Smith? <laughs> all right, so we got uh, round two. What's wrong with love and Robert Smith? Nothing. It's just kind of gothy. I'll be in my room painting homo things. <laughs> All right, round two of the uh, best Sean Payton draft pick. Uh, Kevin, number two seed Marcus Colston versus number 31, the Bounty Gate 2013 second round pick. Colston. Dave. Colston. Andrew. Bounty Gate. Bounty Gate. Oh, stop. Now, you're just, you're just being good. Well, this gives me an excuse to say about Colston. I, the thing – Colston is – we all know he's awesome. He's the best Saints receiver in history. But the thing that I really – I like about Colston is – He may is, be the greatest draft pick in Saints history. He may be. He, he, he's he got a really good shot at winning. The thing that I really like – well, admire about him is he doesn't like to talk to the media. But with him, it's not this – BS sort of show like it is with Marshawn Lynch where I don't want to talk to the media, but then he markets the T-shirts and he talks to the media when he goes to other countries and that sort of thing. Colston, he doesn't like to talk to the media. He basically talks to the Times-Picayune like once a year in December, and that's fucking it. But he doesn't make a big deal out of it. He just – I can't remember anything interesting that Colston's ever said. Uh, I feel like he, when he does give an interview, I feel like he's pretty forthcoming. Can you name? Some, can you remember something interesting that he said? Well, I, I just feel like at the end of this season, yeah, you know, he he said it was really tough because he felt like he was the problem more than the solution a lot of times in games, and I don't know. I, I mean, I, I 
I've always had a ton of respect for Colston. Yeah. Uh, but I, I probably gained a little bit more after that interview this past season because he totally owned it, man. I mean, he had a bad year. He knew it. I mean, I don't think as fans, many of us blamed him for how everything went down. But uh, he blamed he, himself. He, yeah, he, he stood right up there and took it like a man and, and said, you know, I just I didn't have a good year and I blame myself. I wasn't part of the solution. And that's a problem. And yeah. I think when one of your that's what you want your superstars to say. Yeah. Dave, this is an interesting matchup. 15, Robert Meacham. Verse 18, Kenny Stills. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, actually, this isn't that difficult. I mean, Kenny Stills has already gone off the team. He was only here two years. And, uh, you know, was a first-round pick, and he, he obviously he didn't achieve first-round stats. Um, but he w- was the center of a lot of some of probably the most memorable plays in Saints history. Obviously, the Meacher ground and the... Oh, no, I'm thinking of Jenkins. Sorry. Jenkins was the Thanksgiving Cowboys game. Uh, but still, I, I just I just feel like... I feel like Meacham will have a small place in Saints lore, and, uh, and he was on the Super Bowl team. I'll give it to I would give it to Meacham. Kevin, before you vote, Meacham. Uh, Andrew, <laughs> I would pick Stills here, and the reason why, first of all, Meacham, you know, the Meacham round was great, but I would say that Stills last year was a better year than Meacham ever had. Meacham's, I think I'm, I'm, what's, I think what's... Meacham's second stint with the Saints kind of muddies the waters a little bit because I mean he was so bad in a second stint with the Saints. And that, quick, what's what's the most passes Meacham's ever caught? I have it in front of me. Take a guess. Uh, forty-six. Forty-five. Okay. Wow, I was one off. Um, so and what? Kenny Stills caught what? Seventy balls last year. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean that's part of it, but I think the main thing is yes, Kenny Stills got traded, but he was a fifth-round pick that overachieved massively and just returned a third-round pick in Ellerby. So that that pick is still the Kenny Stills might be off the team, but the selection of Kenny Stills, the Saints are still reaping benefits from that. In fact, he's way outproduced where he was drafted. Him is the exact opposite. Yeah. If we're gonna label this as the Peyton pick, in terms of Stills is way better. Kenny Stills, I vote Kenny Stills. Oh, it's a tie. Throw it's it a tie. Tweeted out somebody. Uh, I'm not in front of a computer. Let's 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 figure out who's going to actually tweet this out instead of uh, just say tweet it out, and then ten minutes from now we're like, I, okay, I've got to read the, the podcast. Know. I've got to read the podcast question, so somebody else deal with this. All right, let me. Uh, all right, Kevin, number seven, Carl Nix, number thirty-nine, Adrian Arrington. Who you got? <laughs> <laughs> Carl Nix. Dave. Uh, yeah, this is obvious. Carl Nix. How, did, How the hell did Arrington, Arrington get to the second round? I don't know. I don't understand how Arrington beat Demario Presley in the first round. Well, yeah, if, if we're talking uh, preseason prowess, then I got Arrington. But uh, if, yeah. we're, if we're talking value of a draft pick, then definitely Knicks. Yeah. I, I mean, Carl Knicks. He he got the what did he get? What did he get in Tampa? He got the 
MERS or oh, SARS? Uh, MS, MSRA. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but, but nobody. Staff when, infection, yeah. When, when he left, and people can say, oh, it was a good move by the Saints. Bullshit. When he left, there was nobody that was like, oh, yeah, he's going to go to Tampa and he's going to be a fucking flop. When he left, everybody was like, God damn, they lost Carl Nix. He's fucking awesome. He's going to be awesome in Tampa and we're going to have to watch it twice a year. Uh, Carl Nix is a, was a fantastic pick. And Andrew, didn't he, he – he basically beat out Nesbitt, right, like early on and started – the rest well, of the way, Nesbitt, right? Nesbitt, interestingly enough, Nesbitt was part of that whole water pill fiasco, uh, the Star Caps thing with uh, Will Smith, and I can't remember who the third person was. Uh, but uh, Nesbitt decided to take the suspension. You know, uh, Smith and I, I mean, it might have been Vilma, I can't remember who the other guy was, but uh, they, they decided to fight it, and uh, eventually, I think they ended up not serving a suspension, but. Uh, Nesbitt went ahead and took the suspension, lost the starting job to Knicks, and then never got it back. So it ended up being a bad move by him to just accept the suspension. And I tweeted it out, um, so we'll see uh, what happens. All right, so – ooh, Dave, this is a fun one. <laughs> Not really. Uh, number 10, Tyron Armstead. Number 23, Patrick Robinson. Is Dave with us? No, he's not. Kevin, Teron Armstead, or Patrick Robinson? Um, <clears throat> shit. I'm going to go Armstead. Dave, Teron Armstead, mm-hmm. or Patrick Robinson? <sighs> oh, man. I think just on potential alone, I'll take Teron Armstead. Andrew? Yeah, I mean, Teron Armstead's already proven he's a quality starter. I think Patrick Robinson is one of the biggest bust picks the Saints have ever made. Yeah, that 2010. That 2010 draft. Oh, uh, it's bad. It's I mean, it, it's it's bad even with Jimmy Graham makes it like a D plus. Uh, <laughs> Meacham breaks the tie. I, I I disagree with that strongly, but all right. I well, Kevin and I agree with it strongly. All right, uh, Dave, Jimmy Graham, or yeah. the thirty seed. Well, hold on, hold on. Meacham advances, and I'll give you guys that. But Dave, you seriously think that Meacham as a first round pick was a better <laughs> draft pick by Sean Payton than Kenny Stills in the fifth round? You can seriously tell me that with a straight face. I'm not asking you to change your pick, but when you think about it like that. Yeah, when I think about it like that, it definitely puts it in perspective. I mean, I'm, I was really viewing it from a production standpoint. You know, yeah. Memories. No, you can't even do it from a production standpoint. Kenny Stills is a, had a better best year. Yeah. Uh, but that's just one year. But Meacham was with the team for you know what four years? Five yes, years. Thank God Meacham was on the team the last two years. Big difference that. <laughs> well, I'm not even counting. I'm talking before he left. How, how many? Wait, oh, seven, nine, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. I mean, he was like with the team for five years before they, before he left and came back. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not knocking. I love Meacham. I, I'm not knocking him. I, I just think Stills was a better pick. That's all. I mean, overall, I'm not in front of a computer. I look it up, but I mean, overall, over the length of their career, who has more production? I mean, if you add all the years together, I mean, Stills has only been in the league two years. Right. I think well, if, you, if you average per year, I, I think Stills is way ahead of Meacham. Stills can catch Meacham in total catches with like another good year and a half. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kevin, Jimmy Graham, the three seed, Bounty Gate, 2012 second round pick. Who you got? Uh, I'm taking Graham Lore. Uh, I'm taking Jimmy Graham too. Uh, he was freaking awesome, and he returned. He had a great return and investment. If the Saints don't botch it, and this center ends up being healthy, Andrew. Yeah, Graham. I, I think Graham has a legit shot at winning this whole thing. We'll see. No, Colston, I think is going to be the winner. Dave. I mean, you say that because. Well, okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> What I'm definitely going with, too. <laughs> we'll argue this when they face each other. Yeah. This is interesting, Andrew. Number 14, yeah, Tracy. Number 14, Tracy Porter. Number 19, Kenny Vaccaro. Tracy Porter, man, is the toughest guy to evaluate, I think, of any Saint player ever <laughs> because he really didn't have a great career with no, the Saints. But, but, like, those two plays alone – I mean, it, I, he, it makes him like a top five saint ever just because he made those plays. Vaccaro, man, after year one, I felt great about him. After last year, I feel terrible about him. So, I mean, Vaccaro is kind of like a C- minus at this point. And if he doesn't go back to how he was his rookie year, uh, I mean, I kind of lean towards him being a bad pick. Like, he, he could end up being a bust for me. Um, so I, I guess right now I'm going to say Porter, but I hope that it'll, Vicar will win this eventually. But for now, I would say Porter. Uh, Dave, who you got? I mean, I, um, I, um, agree almost wholeheartedly with what Andrew said. I mean, Vicar's first season was good. His second season was crummy. I feel like those two cancel each other out. So I feel like the slate is clean with Vicaro and it really kind of depends on where he goes from here as far as his career is concerned. And and he's just too tough to evaluate and for me to pick Vaccaro at this point. And Tracy Porter is a, a New Orleans Saints legend despite being, you know, just a mediocre cornerback for his career. So you got to go with Porter. Kevin, before you vote, is Tracy, <laughs> is Tracy, gonna, Tracy Porter, is he going to get in the Saints Hall of Fame? Ooh. Tough one. And Kevin's gone. So I'll vote. <laughs> I feel I feel like Porter could be one of those guys like Steve Gleason where he has like a hall named after him. Yeah. You know, or, or like so, something that commemorates like the interception. Like I feel like he could be in the hall like for like recognition of a play. He, he could have his own room. Yeah, but not named as a specific player for what he did for the Saints over a career. Kevin, Tracy Porter or Vaccaro? Yeah, I got to go Tracy Porter. Just have to. Tracy Porter is really interesting because I feel like if we had had, uh, a tournament of most most star-crossed Saint that could have been great – I think Tracy Porter might be a number one seed. Like, 
he was I mean, he made all the plays in the Super Bowl year, but when he was healthy, he was a good corner at times. I mean, his rookie year he struggled till he broke his wrist, but Andrew, he was good corner. He had the he couldn't tackle, but man, he had those ball skills that you love. Yeah, he wasn't great in run support, but yeah, he could have been good. All right. Uh we're saved this we'll save the last one for Dave to lead off. So Andrew, Jermon Bushrod or Nick Toon? Who you got? I mean Bushrod made two Pro Bowls, that's easy. Uh, I go Bushrod too. Kevin. Bushrod. Dave. Yeah. Bushrod. All right, Dave. This one's not too hard, but I saved it just for you. Eleven seed and your boyfriend, Mark Ingram, or twenty two <laughs> seed, John Jenkins. Oh, I mean, you know, obviously Ingram is a first-round pick and hasn't totally, you know, put up numbers of a, of a first-round running back draft pick. But most of that I don't think is really even his fault. I feel like last year we saw how how good he could run if he is if, – if he's allowed to – play the way he wants to play and he's given a, a, a fair amount of touches and he's allowed to get into a rhythm and all that good stuff and obviously blocking helps and I mean John Jenkins has certainly been serviceable he's a big guy he takes up a lot, a lot of space um, and from a value standpoint you might be able to make an argument that Jenkins has greater value because of where he was picked in what like the fifth round no, no, he was they, a third round. They third traded. Round. They traded. They oh, yeah, traded. Chris Ivory, right? Him, they traded Chris Iv. They traded the Chris Ivory pick and their own fourth round pick to move up in the third to get him. I think. That's that's correct. Right. Okay, never mind. Never mind. I'm. <laughs> I liked. It. I thought he was going to have potential. He he got fat this year and was bad. Yeah. Uh, I vote Ingram. Kevin. I'm voting Ingram. Andrew? Yeah, I mean, I just feel like, especially for running back, if you're going to take one in the first round these days, he better be awesome. And I just feel like Ingram's production is second round, third round pick worthy. Um, and Jenkins was picked in the third round. And, you know, his first year, he basically started most of the year when Bunkley went down, played really well his rookie season. So I feel like he's kind of outperformed his where he was picked. So, um, I'm going to say Jenkins here and give him a vote. Yeah, they need Jenkins to be good this year because their run defense sucks balls. Yeah, I mean, I kind of put Vaccaro and Jenkins in the same boat. Like, great rookie seasons, awful second year, and I have no idea where that leaves us in year three. <laughs> yeah. All right, Andrew, uh, start firing off the Twitter questions because we have a bunch of them. Okay. Um, so I guess we're, what, in the Sweet 16 next time? Yeah. The, okay. All right. Um, the Sweet question is do you want me to just pick who this goes to unless yeah unless it's for for a specific person okay well i'm going to give this to you ralph since uh since you're such a big fan of the name the gear fondler yeah Um, i am (laughs) all right how how many games does peyton give ryan to fix the d before they shit can dude that is a great question and we're laughing but He's got Dennis Allen back. I said, I think it's like when's the? It depends where their when their buy is. But if they have a buy, like say week five, Rob Ryan better have that shit together. 
the first month. I think it could be week five or six. I'm serious. All right. Uh, I'll give this one to you, Dave. Um, this is from Eric Jarvis, CP. Um, Eric Jarvis, PC. successful. Yeah. Uh, what, what would be considered a successful season next year? Playoffs, NFC Championship, or Super Bowl? Playoffs? Um, I mean, I think after not making the playoffs this year, I, I you know, you don't want to set the bar too high. I, I would say making the playoffs would be successful. All right, this is this is for Kevin because Kevin is a big fan of the trade. He, he's the president of the Trade Down Fan Club. This is a good one. I saw this one. Go. All right, you're you're on the clock at 13, Kevin, and the Niners offer you to trade back to 15 and give you 46 their second round pick and 79 their third round pick. Would you do it? Oh my god. He's not here, but he'd fucking he would oh, jump. That's it. a no-brainer. That is a no-brainer. Yeah. That 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 that's that, a dream scenario, man. That that was that was from Saint Capricorn and Saint Capricorn. I promise you that Kevin is foaming out the mouth right now. They would never. San Francisco would never give up that much to move up two spots. It would be. It would probably be either or. You'd get. You'd get the. You'd probably get the third round pick. Yeah. To drop. That's probably one. Yeah. You wouldn't get a two and a three. Just, just so you know, St. Capricorn, Kevin's probably taking a sixth round pick to move up, to move down two spots. <laughs> he wants the extra picks that bad. He does. All right. Um, all right. We've got we've got some questions that are specified for each of us from okay. uh, Super Saiyan Saint. Uh, for me, uh, my 15 year old son is trying to man up. How do I humiliate him to correct the problem? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm uh, I'm not too good at humiliation tactics with my son. Uh, I kind of usually let him get away with too much. Uh, so, yeah, I got nothing. He'll probably be humiliating me in, in about four years. So <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, Dave, for you, he said you can eliminate three trends. What are they? And does glutton allergy fakers make the cut? <laughs> gluten allergy fakers. Oh, sorry, gluten. Yeah, he misspelled gluten. He spelled gluten. Um, gluten. From everything yeah. I read, yeah, there's, you know, a lot of people who claim they have a gluten allergy don't necessarily have a gluten allergy, um, unless you have what celiac disease or celiacs or whatever. Uh, yeah. Is that gluten free, bro? Yeah, so that would be on my list. Like any, 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 all, any trend that originated in like Brooklyn, like with the hipsters. I guess the hip trend, I would, you know. Um, and uh, be careful, our friends at Blog and Gold Review are not going to appreciate that. Yeah, they're not. Whatever, whatever. Kevin's back. Um, uh, why? Because they, they're hipsters. They, 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 they're they're kind of hippery. So, Ke- Andrew, Kevin's back. Kevin, is there? Is there any scenario if San Francisco wanted to trade up from 15 to 13, is there any scenario of draft picks that you would turn down to drop down from 13 to 15? You mean is there anything I would turn down? Is there is if 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 is there any package that San Francisco would offer you that you would say, "No, nah, that's not enough. I'm I'm staying at 13." I mean, I 
<laughs> I no. I mean, because <laughs> I, I, mean, I think I think Kevin all... would accept the trade down straight up from thirteen to fifty. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, well, obviously not. Obviously, discounting that, like, Take if they fucking hand, I mean, if they hand Tom Benson a coupon for. <laughs> for a free Grand Slam dinner at Denny's, I mean, shit, I'd probably take that too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Andrew, you can continue with the other questions. All right, well, Dave, you still have a couple trends to name if you want to eliminate. I don't know. No? That's that's all you got? I have a trend I I want to eliminate. I'm going to jump in, Dave. I want all these baseball fucking nerds to stop being a shadow GM and fucking projecting guys out with war and whip to 2017 when they do a trade. Can't you just say, oh, they traded this guy. He's going to be really good. It's going to be fun to watch him. Like the stat nerds in baseball are just gone too fucking far. The Pelicans bloggers are pretty insufferable too. I just – I don't know. I, I don't know. The Pelican – the thing is with the Pelican blogger is like the plan's coming together in 2021. That's Right, the, right. And we, we fight with them though. We do, Andrew. We, 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 uh, we, do, we do bang heads. I'm, I'm sorry. Continue with the questions. All right, Kevin. You've got a couple here. Uh, Kevin, you get a date with any one woman, but you have to show up in wrestling attire. Who do you pick? Kate Upton. All right, and Kevin, if you were offered an NXT, I have no idea what that means, contract That's okay. yeah. w- with the condition okay, Kevin understands. that you had to use a Steeler fan gimmick, would you? No. I love that question. No, I'm turning it down. I'm turning it, it down because because fuck the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, I have, I have a question, though, Kevin. If you're on the date with Kate Upton – in full wrestling regalia. Yeah. What do you do to try to like keep her from running away? Like Well, here's the thing. I'm assuming that if it's a date, at the very least, it's a full date. Like I I'm assuming that it's, you know, if we're if it's the if the if the uh date is a restaurant, then she has to stay and eat the eat the meal, you know? Like I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, fair enough. Andrew, any more questions? Uh, yeah, there's a few more. I'm going to take this one. Uh, Reed Gilbert asks, who is the ugliest Saints player in history? Um, I mean, that's easy. Yeah, I would say Martin Gramatica, the kicker. Ooh, uh, that's he, a good he might He might be the ugliest oh, ever, but honorable mentions to Jeff Charleston. Oh, and, he's ugly and, too. And Ken Stabler. Oh, Ken Stabler. Ken Stabler, dude, and that Monday when I did a when I did a retroactive a retro blog from the the, the seventy nine Saints when they blew the three touchdown halftime lead, Kenny Stabler looked like a fucking homeless dude <laughs> <laughs> when they played the national anthem. Al Hurt was blowing that national anthem; it was awesome. And Monday Night Football did like the slow mo. Kenny Stabler looked like he literally. Just crawled out of a box under my, a bridge. My wife, my wife just said that Jeff Charleston is not that bad, and now you guys know why I was able to convince her to marry me. I mean, Kenny Stave was fucking ugly. He was fucking. I mean, he, I would, he was ugly, but like the the beard homeless look was not good for him. All right, what's <laughs> and he turned gray young too. Yeah, he did. Um, all right, let's see. Um, Okay, Super Saiyan Saint asks, Ralph has to hold a booze draft. Ooh. 
who are his top five picks? I'll go top three. Well, if if cost is no object, Pappy Van Winkle is number one. <laughs> if but 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 if call if if you got to go like cost is an is is part of it, you got to go. I would go. Uh, Crown is number one because I drink a lot of that. And then number two would be Covington Strawberry Ale. I like that. That's a beer. And yeah, then solid. And then third would probably be – man, it's tough. So much booze. I, I'd probably go Southern Comfort. You you can get Somehow. Covington Strawberry in, in Houston? I can get – well, my mom brings it to me when she uh. comes visits. But I can get a Beta Strawberry. All right, this this one's for Dave. Uh, Alfredo asks, I can give you the chance to undraft. This is in keeping with our 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 bracket. Yes, yes. I give you the chance to undraft one Saints player under Peyton and Loomis. Who do you take back? Ooh, that's a good Ooh. question. Hmm. Quick thinking here. And without looking at all of them in front of me, um, man, I would, I'd potentially, off the off the top of my head, I would see Cedric Ellis. I, I would. Hmm, that's a good question. I was thinking Sullivan. Sullivan wasn't Peyton. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh man. Can I combine the two Wake Forest knuckleheads into one person? <laughs> any linebacker? Good. Yeah, any linebacker. <laughs> All right, what's next? Uh, Adam Foshe, or he asks, in honor, this is kind of similar to Alfredo's, in honor of the best uh, Peyton Brackett draft pick, who is the worst Peyton draft pick that actually made the team? Kevin, who you my, got? My, my pick would be Charles Brown. Kevin, who you got as the worst Peyton pick? Mm. It's hard. To make faster. I could probably I could probably see going with Patrick Robinson. You think he's worse than Corey White? Mm. Was Chase Lyman a Peyton pick? No, yeah, but. He, he, but... He didn't make the he team. He was a first-round pick, though, Patrick Robinson. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was. Corey White was third round, second fifth. round? Fifth. Oh, fifth? Yeah. What's next, Andrew? We got any more? All right, yeah, last one. Um, I, I don't see the Wang one in here, so you guys might have to ask that next. I oh, know. God damn it. Ke- Ke- Kevin won that one. So uh, the last one I see is Alex Lyles asks, if we trade up, is it to get White, Cooper, or Beasley? Ooh, that's a good question. I'll, I'll, we'll go all around the horn in this one. I'll start, Andrew. I'm gonna say if they trade up, it's gonna be for, it's gonna be for Beasley, I think. Dave, if they trade up, who do you think it's for? Amari Cooper. Ooh, Kevin. Well, so let's put your see. rage aside from the trade up. I know you. Right. Right, because I was about to say, if they trade up, blood's going to come shooting out of my nose. Um, yeah, it would have to be for Cooper. Andrew? 
My wife just said Beasley. I agree with her. I, I think this draft is all about defense. I think I think feel like they have to move up to get their guy to help the defense. I think if, the ball, they will. I think if Beasley gets to like nine or ten, they're just gonna they're not gonna be able to help themselves. Like yeah. they just they just that's that's their history. That's what Loomis and Peyton do, man. They they, they why can't they just tank the last Tampa game if they because Tampa wouldn't really, let if them. If they were to move up in this draft, they should have just tanked that game. Tampa wouldn't let them, Andrew. We've been through this. Is that the last question? <laughs> I know. That's it, but does the, Kevin, do you have the Wang question? Yeah. All right, fire it off, Kevin. Wang. <laughs> Wang. Uh, Wang, a.k.a. Fred DiBiase, uh, wrote in and said, I want Hakeem drops the ball to do a quick nine pick mock draft on podcast saints consisting only of wrestlers. You'd put on the saints roster right now. Oh my God. Um, I'm not do doing nine. I'm doing yeah, seven yeah. because we're going to, we're going to go ahead and do five. <laughs> go ahead, Kevin. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm doing seven. Okay. All right. And, and these have to be older, older school guys. Uh, can't be modern guys. Cause Wang won't know who they are. So, uh, fullback, I've got the junkyard dog. Oh, that's a good choice. Offensive tackle, I've got King Kong Bundy. That's a good choice. Also offensive tackle, I've got Big Van Vader, who actually played offensive tackle for uh, the University of Colorado State, I believe. Uh, linebacker, I have the big boss man. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Andre, Andre the Giant at tight end? No. Wide oh, receiver, no, no. you got to go Slug. macho man, right? No, no, no. Slow and plotting. Slow and plotting for Andre. The it, Mel, Mel Kiper did not like his uh, his combine uh, film. Uh, wide receiver. I want somebody brash, annoying, yet cocky and, and competent, who also just loves uh, taking off his shirt and showing off like his eight pack. And that's got to be ravishing Rick Rude. What about Macho Man? Where's Macho Man fit in this? Macho's not on this. I, oh, I didn't pick Macho. Jesus. At corner, and then at cornerback, I want an absolute shit talker who can actually get the job done, and you don't know how the hell he did it. Uh, so I'm going Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, that's a good choice. And then for free safety, somebody who can just who is very athletic and can just roam the middle of the field and come out and of nowhere there. and make a fucking sudden play is the great Muda. What about the what about a young nature boy? You gotta have him somewhere. If I was gonna put the nature boy on there, he'd probably be the fucking quarterback. Yeah. Woo! I feel like Kevin kind of nailed that. I did. I did. He nailed it. He nailed it. So that's that's it for the questions. I mean, I have no idea what what he just said. I don't know any of his name. <laughs> you don't know it. I, I feel like you nailed it, man. I feel like it felt like you nailed it. Uh, do we have any more questions, Andrew? No, that's it. And everybody will just tweet me. To, when they listen to the podcast, Andrew needs to be in charge of the questions from here on out. I think that's how how we'll do it. So uh, go to Canal Street Chronicles. Dave is doing a mock draft. Uh, me and Kevin participated. Uh, I think Kevin spent 45 seconds on his write-up. I spent five minutes. To be, to be fair, neither of you volunteered. Yeah, you did. I put that in the write-up. I was like, Dave said no, to do yeah, this. I know. They've drafted well, me. They probably thought you were joking. They, they no, probably, he, they thought you were being what? sarcastic. So I want everybody to know that you were being dead serious. Yeah, Dave's like, you're doing it. I'm like, all right. Then. <laughs> you, 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 gonna, you can make me do it, but you don't have to. You, you can't force me to do it well. Uh, I did not. I, I, I enjoyed it. I, 
I have no problem with people taking a, a humorous angle. Those are the funnier ones. Though. It makes it more fun. My, that way. Wife, my wife is going to lose her fucking mind when they pick Gurley and then she finds out that his knee is destroyed. She is going <laughs> to lose her mind. Uh, so go there. Go to Saints Nation. Uh, Andrew has got uh, draft stuff. He does mock drafts, draft simulator. And we are going to have a special draft podcast where me, Andrew, and, and, and Brian from Saints Nation just get fucking nerdy with the draft. Uh, we're going to do that, and we'll post that as a supplement podcast. So the week of the draft, you're going to get two podcasts, people. Two for the price of none. Uh, and <laughs> as always, Kevin... You're on OkCupid okay now, or? Yep. Farmers only. Yep. Farmers only. Asian date. <laughs> they play that Asian date commercial on Comedy Central after 1 a.m. like six times an hour, man. They must they must buy Comedy Central airtime in bulk. Um, but anyway, so for Dave, for Kevin. Uh, I'm Ralph. Uh, Until next week, uh, be well. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage get gig speeds powered by fiber from cox it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better download speeds up to one gigabit per second cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply